Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. We've been looking at the story of the Israelites coming out of Egypt. They'd been slaves in Egypt for 400 years. They were oppressed and they didn't know any other life other than being slaves. And then God said, I'm going to set you free. And he set them free through dramatic miracles. There were 10 plagues. And the last one was the the blood of a lamb was painted over their doors and they were able to flee while the Egyptians firstborn were, were dying all around them. And they run out of Egypt and they come to the Red Sea and suddenly they realize that the Egyptian army are pursuing them. So in Exodus 14 verse 10 it says, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I've gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Uh, Verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, chariots and horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots the horsemen and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on the right and the left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel grew, saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. We have been looking this weekend while we've been here at the topic in the middle of a miracle 
Because what happens sometimes is a miracle begins, like the Israelites being set free from Egypt, the miracle begins. And then in the middle of a miracle, we suddenly find ourselves in a place and it looks like God is no longer with us. So the Egyptians are coming, the sea is in front, there's no escape. Suddenly people start bickering and fighting and doubting God and doubting Moses. Their faith leaves them. And even Moses starts making mistakes. He says to the people, stand still. God will do this for you. And immediately God says to Moses, why are you crying to me? Don't stand still. Move forward. You stretch your hand out. So in the middle of the miracle, all sorts of trials and tests can come. And if we're not aware that they're going to come, we can get very discouraged and either go back to Egypt or go to the right or to the left instead of going forward where God wants us to go. Because we didn't know that in the middle of a miracle, it can be a testing time. Many of us think if God has started a miracle, if God has started a healing in my body or God has done something in my family or he's answered my prayer or he's given me a prophecy or he's done something in my life, then I just need to sit back and it'll be easy. And we don't realize that in the middle of the miracle sometimes is the most extreme testing. And even though we've seen the plagues and the wonders that God did yesterday, when we're in the middle of the miracle, we need new faith to keep going and to finish and finish the course that God has given us. And so we just want to talk very briefly about that today. Yesterday we talked about how to have peace in the middle of a miracle. How it's possible to be in extreme trial and testing and pressure from all sides. People pressure, circumstance pressure, all these different problems. How it's possible to have peace in the middle of that storm. But today I want to talk about this one key ingredient that often gets overlooked. And it's this word or this little phrase, the rod of God. So I don't know if you noticed in the passage that I read, but Moses is standing there. The Israelites are complaining like mad. Imagine over a million people whinging and crying at him. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Would have been better for us to die as slaves with them whipping our backs and us making bricks with no ingredients and not having enough food and not being able to choose and having our babies killed. Would have been better for us that than living in the desert. I mean, they were just crying and whining and complaining. Moses is confused. He doesn't know what's going on. Lord, what shall I say? Stand still. Don't worry. God will do it for you. And suddenly God speaks into the situation and he says to them, why are you crying to me? I'll just read that verse to you again. Verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And then again at the other side of the sea, when they've gone through on dry land and the Egyptians are now in the middle, God says again, stretch out your hand or your rod over the sea and it comes back over the Egyptians. And this little idea of the rod of God is something that I believe a lot of Christians have misunderstood. We're in the middle of trials, we're in the middle of testings. And we're looking for answers and we're getting different advice from different people. Stand still, move forward, do this, don't do this. And God says, if you will use the rod that I've given you, you'll be able to get through the situation. And I am willing to bet that many of us here today have never even heard or thought of the concept of the rod of God. That we've got something in our hand 
a little bit like a magic wand, but it's not that. We'll see from the Bible that it's much more than that. We've got something in our hand that God has given us the authority to stretch out and things change. And many Christians don't realize this. Many Christians are crying out to God, Lord, I'm standing still. I'm waiting for you. Would you come and do it? And he says, why are you crying to me? Just use what I've given you and stretch it out and you will see something change. Now, I realize that this is a new concept to a lot of people. Many of us have heard and been taught, you must just depend on God. It's nothing up to you. You don't have to do anything. God will do it all. Stand still. The, the battle is the Lord's. You don't need to worry. But in this instance, God said, it is not up to me. I've given you the rod. I've already given you what you need to be able to get through the situation. And my friend who's listening to me today, I want to say to you that God has given you something that can break through situations. When you're stuck in the middle of a miracle and you're not making progress and you're confused and you don't know where, where is God anymore? I thought he'd sent me here. I thought he'd said this. I thought he was doing this. God says, I've given you something that is powerful. So I just want to look at this rod. I don't have time to read all the verses, but I'm just going to read a couple. In Exodus chapter 4 is the first time that we hear about this. And Moses meets with God in the burning bush. And in Exodus 4 verse 2, it says, The Lord said to Moses, What is that in your hand? So Moses had been walking around the desert with a shepherd's stick. It was just a stick that he used for clearing bushes and beating off wild animals and guiding his sheep and 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 it was just a stick and God says to him what is that in your hand and Moses said a rod and then God told him to throw it on the ground and it became a snake and then God said to him pick up the snake which took a bit of courage from Moses so he picked up the snake and it became a stick again and God speaks to him and tells him what he wants to do how he wants him to set the Israelites free and then in verse 20 at the end of this story, it says, Then Moses took his wife, his sons, and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt, and Moses took the rod of God in his hand. So something that had started off as just a stick became the rod of God. It was no longer Moses' stick. <laughs> it was God's powerful weapon. And if you know the story, all of the plagues, there were ten plagues on Egypt, and it was the stick that instituted those plagues. So Moses struck the, the river Nile and the water turned to blood. Moses struck the ground and the dust became lice. Moses stretched out his hand and locusts came. Darkness came. Hail came. All the different plagues were as a result of the stick that just a few days earlier had been nothing. Just a piece of wood lying on the ground. Suddenly it became the rod of God. And then we see in this story at the Red Sea, he stretches out the rod of God and the waters part. And he gets to the other side and he stretches out the rod of God and the Egyptians are killed. And I'm just going to tell you a couple more stories about what this rod can do. But I want you to see that this authority that God has given you as a Christian, and I'm going to show you where he's given it to you. But this authority that God has given you doesn't depend on you being holy. It doesn't depend on you being perfect, on your background, on your Bible knowledge, on a whole lot of different things. It was God who took the stick and Moses simply said, here it is. And God turned it into something powerful. And then it did miracles. It, it did all the wonders, all the plagues. It parted. It made a way where there was no way. 
it then destroyed the enemies of the of the Israelites. And then they come out of the out of the Red Sea and they wander for three days. There's no water. They start complaining again. And God says, take the stick, the rod and strike the rock and water will flow out. If you're needing provision, maybe the middle of your miracle is you've run out of something. You're needing something. God says, use the rod, strike the rock, and water provision will come out. A A few verses later, they come against an army nation called the Amalekites. And God says, take the rod with you. Go to the, go and stand on the mountain. And while the Israelites are fighting the Amalekites, Moses holds up the stick. And as long as the stick is held up, the Israelites are winning. And when his hands get tired and the stick comes down, then the Amalekites start winning. And so Aaron and her help Moses and they hold his hands up. And as long as the rod of God is being held up in prayer, the enemies are being defeated. Can you see the power of this thing? It's quite amazing. There's just two more stories. In Numbers chapter 17, a rebellion happens. And 250 of the priests in the nation of Israel rise up. A guy called Korah and a few of his friends gathered up and they rose up against Moses. And they said, who are you to be the leader of this people? All of us have the Lord in our midst. All of us are special. You're not special. And God breaks out and and they they killed. And then a whole lot of others rebel and 14,000 people are killed. And basically there's this massive rebellion going on in the nation of Israel. And how does God settle it? He says to the 12 tribes, he says, bring your sticks. And it's the same stick. And Moses takes the stick and he writes his name. He writes the name Levi because he was of the tribe of Levi. And all the different tribes write their name on their stick. And they put them before the presence of God. And in the morning they come back and Moses' stick, the same stick, has blossomed. The Bible says it had blossomed and budded and there were almonds on it. It, had, it was just luxuriant with fruit and vegetation. This fruit had come out of the stick. And that's how God stopped the rebellion. The rest of the nation saw the fruitfulness that had come out of this rod that God had given him, saw that it produced life, and they said, you are the right leader for us. Let me just stop there and say that the sign of a leader in God's way of doing things, either in a family, in a business, in a church, is not how hard they can hit, but whether there's life being produced from them. In the world, a leader hits people, but in the kingdom of God, a leader produces life. God's life comes out of what they're doing. Anyway, so they show the stick and the nations calms down and they say, Moses, you're the right leader because it was a humble man. The Bible says Moses was the most humble or meek man on the face of the earth. Amazing. Anyway, so then they put that stick back in the presence of the Lord in, in the Ark of the Covenant. And the last story is right before they're going into the promised land. The people are complaining again. There's no water. They start whining and whinging like little children again. And God says to Moses, go and take that stick out of my presence and bring it before the people and show them the fruitfulness of of my miracle power and then speak to the rock and water will come out of it. And Moses is old and he's tired He's been in the desert for 80 years by now, 40 years with the Israelites and 40 years before. It's been a long life and he's frustrated and he brings the stick showing God's life giving presence and he stands in front of the people. And instead of speaking to the rock, in other words, using God's authority and God's love 
love and fruitfulness and life and speaking to the rock. Instead of that, Moses just says, you rebels, must I bring water out for you again? And he hits the rock. And you can imagine the fruit and the leaves and the blossoms just getting smashed. And God was kind. It says he hit the rock twice. I think he hit the rock once and no water came out. So he hit the rock again and water came out and, and God was very gracious. But then God said, because you didn't show me as holy in the, in the sight of the people, Moses, you may not go into the promised land. So this rod is an amazing thing. God has given you and me an authority that enables us to do miracles, to speak to obstacles, to speak to provision, to speak to enemies, to show authority, to bring life and fruitfulness. And we've got to treat it well. But what is this rod? I'm just going to close right now. Matthew 16 and Matthew 18 are the two passages I'm going to read very briefly. Jesus is talking to Peter. Peter has just said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And in verse 18 of Matthew 16, Jesus says, I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus says, Peter, you're not just a man. I'm going to build a church on you. And I'm giving you something called the keys of heaven, not the keys to heaven, the keys of heaven. Heaven is in you. And as you open and close things, heaven is released into situations, the keys of heaven. And he says, you're going to be able to use them. And then two chapters later, Matthew 18, it says, Jesus, again, speaking about the church. He says, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. If two or three of you agree on earth concerning anything, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. The authority is not ours. It's ours as Jesus' representative, the church on earth. And where two or three of us gather together and agree, God says we have the keys of heaven. And it's the same as that rod. I could show you many other verses. Psalm 110 says God is going to extend his scepter or his rod of power from Zion and his troops will be willing in the day of his power. It's that same authority that God has given to the church. And he says to us, whatever you bind or loose, whatever you open or close, those keys are yours in the kingdom of heaven where two or three are gathered. There I am in the midst of them. You have my signing power. You have my credit card with the PIN number. You have the authority to release the power of heaven into earth. And whether that means signs and wonders or speaking to a, a, an obstacle, a mountain or a sea in your way, or speaking to provision and saying we need water or coming against Amalekites or producing authority and life and fruitfulness in your family. The main thing you need to know is you have the rod of God. Just like Moses would have looked at that stick and said, a few days ago, this was just a stick, but now it's the rod of God. God says to you, Christian, it's not you. You're just a normal earthly thing, but I've put my authority on you. And when you speak to situations, things change. I just want to say to you today, try it. I have a friend who lives in South Africa and he and his wife had been trying to have children for I don't know, 10 years, maybe, and they couldn't. 
And um, we were just talking and I, I just showed him these verses. I said, you know what? God's given you the authority. You're stuck in this place. Why don't you speak to that situation and say, children, come out, come forth. And he said, I'll try that. And he went for a walk for half an hour. And the next day, well, a couple of things happened. The first thing was the adoption agency. And it was incredibly difficult to get adopt a child in South Africa. Almost impossible. They phoned him. They said, we've got a child for you. He had a child within a week. And within a couple of weeks of that, his wife fell pregnant and had triplets. <laughs> Unreal. He's got four children now. It was really amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the amazing thing was this man was a, a committed, lovely Christian. He loved God. He prayed often. He read his Bible. He went to church. He was a pastor, actually. But he hadn't realized that he shouldn't be crying out to God. There's a time for crying out, but there's a time for speaking, using the authority God has already given. Why are you crying to me? Move forward, use the rod, speak to the thing. Let's get this thing going. Amen? Amen. So I'd like us to just pray. Can we stand together? I'd like you to think about what, what it is in your life. Are you stuck in the middle of something? A miracle maybe began in your life, but it hasn't finished. Maybe you're stuck in confusion with obstacles, circumstances in front, behind enemies, lack, uh, problems, people against you. Maybe you're confused. I'm going to ask you today to be bold enough. You say, I'm not good enough. I'm not righteous. Let me say to you, that stick was not good enough, but God turned it into the rod of God. You are not righteous, but Jesus has put his authority on us. And where two or more agree on anything, it will be done for us. We have the power. And I'm going to ask you right now just to think about one circumstance or one situation or one problem and use the rod of God. Say in Jesus' name and speak to that situation. Say provision, be made available. Say sickness, go. Say relationship problem, be solved. Whatever the problem is, use the authority that God has given you. Instead of crying out to God, speak to the problem. And do it. Let's do this right now. Let's just take a few moments and allow God to break into our situation. Lord, we thank you so much for your power released in our midst. We thank you, Lord, that even though the Israelites had your power, we have even more because of Jesus. I thank you that we're living on the other side of the good covenant, the new covenant, the better covenant. And all of heaven's resources are available to us. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us the keys of the kingdom. Whatever we bind or loose will be bound or loosed. We can speak and see results. We can see things happen. Lord, just like Peter said, I don't have silver and gold, but I do have healing. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Lord, I speak right now to people's situations. I say in Jesus' name, receive healing. Sickness be gone from that body in Jesus' name. Lord, where there's marriage problems or relationships that are broken, I speak healing and restoration in Jesus' name. Lord, where there's financial lack or, or problems with jobs or, or, or financial issues, in Jesus' name, I speak the Lord's provision. I release the provision of heaven into your life right now. Lord God, we just trust and agree in you that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we speak it to be. And we thank you for it. Lord, we don't take the glory or the credit in ourselves. We give you all the glory and the credit. And we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. 
In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.